0: without a doubt Dr. Gans Ferentz for another edition of how does that make you feel and we're going to talk about something that has been you know quite the topic over the past little while it's certainly been talked about a lot on on this show and and the other shows and that's quiet quitting lots of people are talking about it some of them are doing it many folks not 100 percent sure what it is and what might be good for them and what parts might cause them some problems uh, dr gans ference of course is a registered psychologist he joins us once a month for uh, how does that make you feel and he has some ideas on how to sort through it all so you can Maybe take some of the good, let go of the bad, no matter if you're working from home or if you're back in the office. Dr. Gans, how are you?
1: Good, how are you doing Jaylen? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm interested in your definition of quiet quitting because I think that some people have a different one but I want to hear what you want to how you would describe it.
1: Yeah, so like from my understanding, I mean, it it goes by a lot of different names. I mean, the recent name is Quiet Quitting, but a lot of people uh, have seen it as work to rule. Uh, It's just not investing very much in your job um, is one way to look at it. Um, It's uh, another way to look at it is sort of having healthier boundaries around your work. but the idea is I'm not gonna do extra stuff I'm not gonna you know volunteer I'm not I'm gonna do just enough <laughs> not to get fired right?
0: Yeah, yeah and you know that's and it's funny because you know I, when you talk about you know maybe not investing or, or just doing enough not to, to get fired whereas I kind of see it a little bit more along the lines of those healthy boundaries is setting up some stronger boundaries putting them in place saying hey you know what I'm not going to be answering emails all night because that's healthier right. for me um, I'm not taking your phone calls unless it's an extreme emergency. You can text me first, sort of thing. Right. And and I and I think for some folks, it's it's really much needed.
1: Well, uh, absolutely. I think I think it really is a reaction to a lot of stuff that's been happening. I mean, some of it is. Just basic COVID exhaustion, right? From everything we've been through the last three years, um, some of it is legitimate burnout from, um, you know, either not having a good self-care system or a toxic work environment or whatever it might be. So there's there's lots of good to take from the whole quiet quitting movement, and there's lots of stuff to be aware of that may not be such a great approach, right? So like, absolutely, the the, the good boundaries. The, okay, you know what? But the agreement that I have with work is I show up they tell me what I need to do I do it and mm-hmm. they pay me mm-hmm. right you know what I mean that's that's kind of the arrangement that we have a lot of times we take um, we take it too far uh, either either as an employee and we, we overcommit, we over give and if we don't do that consciously and deliberately and we don't have proper boundaries on that, well, it's a recipe for burnout, right? And then we end up being exhausted. We end up sometimes even resenting the work we're doing, mm-hmm. even though it used to be fun. And that's when it becomes really, really unhealthy. There is lots of good that comes with investing in your work and, mm-hmm. and, and finding stuff. We can talk about that a little later, but but it is you know if we have healthy boundaries around that, mm-hmm. sometimes that that what we call quiet quitting makes sense. It's like this is how I survive mm-hmm. this workplace, especially if it's toxic, or this is how I reestablish some healthy boundaries around my life, my family, and what is good for me. While I also engage in work.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's you know that's a part of it for me. I think those healthy boundaries set up. I think that's I think that's good for the employee and the employer. Now, having said mm-hmm. that, if quiet quitting means okay, you're just going to come in and half-ass your job, right? Um, and 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 really just you know wait for someone to kick you out the door. That's a different story, right? That's that's it's not very good.
1: different. Well, I mean, so so there are messages there for the employer, mm-hmm. right? Um, the employer really has to ask the question, why is this happening? Like, what is that? Is is it the wrong person in the position, which sometimes it is, or is it something structural? Like, you know, is it the supervision? Is it the company culture? Is it our organizational structure? You know, what is it that's creating this type of reaction or response? And I think it is very important that workplaces... Pay attention to this general trend but also if they're having if it's showing up in their workplace like okay what 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 do we need to look at uh, uh-huh. how can we look long-term at this stuff and how do we recognize the signs of other issues and what do we do about them you so know, I think that's really important to pay attention
0: yeah to. so let's talk a little bit more about maybe what uh, I- employers can can learn from uh-huh. this we know um, that it can be pretty tough to find good employees or uh-huh. employees in you know across the country and you know specifically in, in Alberta, Alberta right now, right now yeah. as, as mm-hmm. well and I mean if something like this is happening as you've mentioned it's a really great opportunity to say okay is it just an individual or is it a right. work culture thing right and, and take that closer look at what's going on in the office as a whole.
1: Absolutely. Well, you, you look at the workplace generally, especially with Gen X folks coming up. Well, actually, millennials and anybody younger than them, okay. really. It's, um, they're, they've, got, they've got a very different approach to their lives and work. And they really are looking for something more than just, say, job security or, um, you know, a certain paycheck, right? Uh, they are looking for a quality of life and they they are leading the way and really wanting you know what we call work-life balance or just a, a sense that there's more to it than just like showing up to work and getting the paycheck mm-hmm. and if you look at um, companies particularly like Silicon Valley type companies tech companies they really get that And they're, they're, they, they compete when they're recruiting for the best people they compete not so much on salary but they compete on culture yeah and and perks right You know who's got the best like basketball court or omelet (laughs) bar or whatever do you know what I mean like um, they're really looking at that because they want to make sure that their people are happy not just generally but also very happy at work and feel engaged because they know it's going to help their bottom line
0: hey Gans whenever we get into uh, this conversation people you tend to get uh, pretty fired up about it, and I'm going to suspect that it um, has a lot more to do with the kind of the age range that list, mm-hmm. listens to my show because I think that, you know, for those who, who are in that age range, maybe of, you know, 40 to 65, mm-hmm. um, let's put it that way. We, hey, people. yeah, right, like that's <laughs> that's us, right, that yeah. we, 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 we started work and in our head, like you think the 80s and the 90s, it was all yeah. about getting ahead, it was about yeah. working your butt off, you know, putting in all of the hours because the harder I worked, the more money I was going to make, mm-hmm. the higher I, on the ladder I was going to climb. The boss was going to notice all of that, and and it's kind of changed. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's changed a lot, yeah. You know, and and I'm not sure that was although we did it right. Yeah. I'm not sure that was the best approach or you know the healthiest thing for us to do because then we you know we get we hit the wall sometimes. Sometimes it's a health issue or divorce or a bankruptcy or something major happens and we hit that midlife crisis point and we got to figure some stuff out. Yeah. You know, in, in my, my book, early in my book, I have this quote. It's, it's from Stephen Covey. It says, most people spend their whole lives climbing the ladder of success only to realize when they get to the top that the ladder's been leaning against the wrong wall.
0: <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. And this is, this is sort of the deal with us older folks, right? Um, I think the young, young folks have seen us, their parents, their grandparents kind of bang away at it and do all this stuff to try to get ahead and you know, clearly provide a different experience for them. And, you know, they have the, sometimes they have the options and the opportunities because we banged away at it, right? But um, we, they see us and they see that, you know, maybe we're not as happy, maybe we're not as healthy, yeah. maybe there are some issues around work-life balance that we haven't really paid attention to or adjusted to, right? <laughs> and so they're doing maybe. it differently. Right?
0: <laughs> maybe. <Right? laughs>
1: so, so they want to do it differently, which I, that's, that's good. I think, you know, you can teach old dogs new tricks, like we should burn from the young people and take some of their guidance with this and maybe start adjusting how we approach work because here's the thing, here's the payoff. Well, I'll talk about the payoff for the employer. I'll talk about the payoff. Interesting people relatable stories. You're listening to 630 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye.
0: Okay, it's four nineteen. We've been talking with uh quiet we've been talking about quiet quitting with Dr. Gans Ference uh in our month monthly session of how does that make you feel so we can of, uh, you know talked uh, a little bit um well, we talked a lot about this, but what is the what what could be the payoff? What what could be at the end of the day for the employer and the employee when it comes to quiet kidding quitting?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the employer, um, the big thing is like we know that. Well, this is even a decade or two ago that that the number of um, people going off work for emotional injuries versus physical injuries, there are more emotional injuries, uh, you know, kind of time away from work now Mm -hmm. than physical injuries. So one of the payoffs is you have less of that. You have people feeling more positive about their work and having more balance in their lives, not having the emotional stress and going off on stress leave. So you have less time that's lost. You have a lower um, hit on your, your WCB and your insurance uh, process as the employer. But you also have like, people who stay with your company Mm -hmm. you got people who are engaged who are invested and and they want to do well because they feel refreshed they feel calm they feel happy they feel balanced and their families appreciate that too so these these folks stick around they work harder they create more wealth for you but then they also are great recruiting tools they bring in their friends they say hey this is a great place to work come on in this is awesome we're we got this great team you got to work for us right so your recruiting costs go down your training costs go down a whole bunch of like um, uh, savings happened at that end and so that's that's one of the biggest things that you get but you it's important for the employer to really be thinking long term Mm. and also thinking about it as an investment Um, a few years ago um, uh, one of the insurance companies uh, actually what they did was they for their employees they went from a um a budget or uh, a benefits package of three thousand dollars per year for psychological services they went from three thousand dollars for those employees up to ten thousand dollars right because they they wanted to they know that it's an investment and they get the they get more than that back in terms of having healthy employers employees so there's huge benefits for the employer on that end when when you know you kind of pay attention to creating a healthy psychologically healthy workplace
0: so, Gans, before I let you go here, I, I think you know at the end of the day when we talk about you know quiet quitting or quiet firing, whatever it is, um, a, a lot of folks I just I think are starting to find or, or realize more about the importance of work life balance and, and yeah. healthy boundaries. I, I believe are 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 right and can be reasonable. You're 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 doing your job and you're doing it well, um, but you're just maybe setting up a, a, a few rules there. But yeah. what happens if you're in that spot where? You're not happy, you're not engaged, you're angry, you're depressed, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your recommendation for that person who might be listening?
1: Absolutely, yeah, uh, you know, my team and I have dealt with this so much, especially over the last, like, year and a half, right? Um, it, it really is, if you're not happy with, with where you are, start looking around. You really deserve to be happy with what you do. It is important to have very clear boundaries on your time, on your energy, how much you work, what is expected of you. But you also need to be engaged in what you're doing. We mm-hmm. spend a third of our waking time, um, at <laughs> work time actually a third of our, our day um, uh, at work and so yes sometimes we have to survive <laughs> survive the job so that we can get through the day and carry on because we need the paycheck or whatever it is but as, as much as possible you want to be engaged because actually engagement of the employee of you as an employee it actually is healthy for you you actually feel happier your immune system is is stronger Um, you feel happier and have more energy going home when you have a sense of purpose when you have a sense of contribution when you know that your job is important and also you feel valued and looked after when you can you can create that type of experience for yourself When you have a sense of stewardship and a sense of, I want to contribute to this company for this reason. I want to contribute to this cause for this reason. All of a sudden, you wake up and there's meaning to your life. And studies have shown that people who have meaning in their lives and who are engaged in whatever it is, whether it's a volunteer job or you're working at home or from home or you're working outside of the workplace, you, you, you live longer. You have better health. You have better relationships. It's a lot And there. It, it's just better for you. So, so as much as we want to have healthy boundaries, we also want to, like, consciously and deliberately invest where appropriate in your job so that you absolutely. can have a better idea yeah a uh, better time at it
0: absolutely dr gans i feel better already <laughs> <laughs> thank awesome. you for this and of course uh, you can find out more at uh, dr gans website at ask dr gans.com right.com no. yep, absolutely yeah. all right we'll talk <laughs> to you next time i should know that by now off my heart but i'm so <laughs> invested in the conversation uh gans we'll talk to you soon thank you talk to you later okay great yeah you betcha dr gans parents joining us this afternoon